0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
0: Of winning. You know what I'm saying? It's like better than losing,
3: especially in the playoffs against the New York Mets. Congratulations to the San Diego Padres, all of their fans. What a day! We are halfway home here on Bennett Woods. It's a Monday, October 10th. Man, very excited to be in here this morning talking about a uh, a win, a victory, a shutout victory in New York, Benny. You beat Max Scherzer, one hit. One hit and you're gonna cry about shiny ears. Just whatever you got to do to cope, man. I get it. Uh, Now the real fun starts. The real fun. And by fun, I mean excruciating, mind-numbing, out-of-body experiences uh, sitting at home watching these uh, these next few games that are going to be here.
2: I'm just glad, and Bob Melvin pointed this out right away, that this team will get to play at least one playoff game minimum at Petco Park, and hopefully a bunch of them before the month is over, but there was always, you know, a a decent chance that we weren't going to see this team at Petco park at home. If they didn't win that series, obviously they weren't getting the opportunity, but now after uh, two games in LA, they will definitely come home on Friday and play the Dodgers in game three of the national league division series. And, you know, hopefully I guess in game four, unless the Padres want to go ahead and sweep the division series and we can wait to see them again until the NLCS, but it is um, it's something that I think fans deserve, having not been able to go to the playoffs in 2020. It's been 16 years since fans have seen a, a playoff game at Petco Park. To have that energy back in downtown San Diego, really looking forward to that. Uh, to the culmination of this week, Woodsy against the Dodgers.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a blast. And you know, the Dodgers have been sitting around, I've been thinking about this a lot. Dodgers have been sitting around. You know, you mentioned uh, last week they have not played a really, really meaningful game in
2: June, July, August, September, four months, four and a half months. And even back then, how meaningful are games in May and June when you still know you're you're going to the playoffs? Yeah, you gotta you gotta beat the Padres and you gotta pull away from them at some point. They did. did. You know, and those were meaningful games, but yeah, it's been a long time.
3: Well, we talk about storybooks a lot, storybook uh, endings. We we you know pitched that idea to you guys a couple of weeks ago, as it pertained to Trent Grisham. The story really writes itself uh, sometimes in the playoff, and this is David against Goliath. There's no question about it. They showed the numbers last night. ESPN could not resist one more chance to take a giant dump on all Padre fans' head. Uh, Literally, just after bodying the New York Mets. You know, beating Scherzer, beating Bassett, holding them to one hit with all of their star power, their $250 million payroll, bodying them. Let's take our pants down and let's crap on San Diego one more time. Here's what they've got to look forward to. Here's the run differential. Here's this, that, and the other. Knowing full well, it's all, bless you, knowing full well, it's all zeros now. All of it. It's all zeros.
2: Okay, I will say, though, and, you know, they showed the the season series comparison between the Padres and the Dodgers If there is any relevance, did you know that in the wild card round, even though, quote unquote, there were three upsets of road teams over home teams, that the team that won the season series won all four of the wild card series. Padres beat the Mets in the season series four games to two. The Mariners won their season series against the Blue Jays. Uh, the Guardians won their season series against the Rays. And the Phillies won their season series against the Cardinals. And they all went on, despite however few teams were picking them to advance, they all went on to win. Yep. So you can say it doesn't have any relevance that the Padres performed poorly against the Dodgers in the re- regular season. And maybe it, it won't. It doesn't. It. it really does. not. Not every series will be won by the team that won the regular season series for sure in the no. postseason. But in the wild card round, it did hold true. That the team that won the regular season series won all three, or all four of the best of three series. Well, you know the the interesting part is you had one of those teams. Ben, the Blue
3: Jays had an eight one lead on Saturday. Don't think that has much to do with the season series no. between those two teams. You, that was just an elite, elite crapping of the bed. Just an elite, as as good as it gets. Uh, Taylor, my two year old, does not crap the bed as well. As the Toronto Blue Jays did on Saturday night, Ben. So I don't know how much weight any of that holds. Mariners
2: were a great story. Uh, they are. First, you know, they they add Luis Castillo at the trade deadline and he absolutely shoved. I mean, it mm. it's between actually Musgrove and Castillo, the best pitching performance of the first round of the playoffs. I think Joe gets it based on an elimination game. On the elimination game and the one hitter. You know, there was by the way, saw that's stat. There's never been A pitcher to allow less than two hits in a winner take all, you know, a game seven, game five, game three scenario in baseball history until Joe did it last night. But Luis Castillo was nasty in game one on Friday at a 4 0 win for the Mariners. And then, as you mentioned, the comeback culminating with that, that collision. We were already at the Lucadian for the viewing party on Saturday when we saw that on the TV. Uh, the outfield collision that that led to three runs scoring and the Mariners tying the game it just at nine can't,
3: it just can't happen after
2: they were down eight to one what a collapse by the Toronto Blue Jays in that series I mean
3: it just cannot happen it can't happen you can't even get to the point Ben after leading eight to one to have that that scenario even play out I mean it was they have such a talented team you look up and down their roster and you're like how do you not win with Springer And, and, and Vladdy Jr. and Bo Bichette and on to Teoscar Hernandez and on and on and on and on down the list. Alec Manoa gets the ball to start. You know, all their pitching. Kevin Gossman, my God. How do you not, how do you not win that series? And just having that lead, it's excruciating for Jays fans, excruciating. Um, it makes no sense makes no sense
2: meanwhile um uh, in the other american league series uh you know that was all pitching the first game was just a couple of home runs a 2-1 win for the guardians on friday and then the the marathon the longest scoreless game in postseason history as the guardians uh they went 0-0 all the way to the 15th inning of that one against the rays and finally ending it in the bottom of the 15th on a walk-off home run by Young, uh, was it Oscar Gonzalez? Yeah, rookie. Yeah, rookie Oscar Gonzalez ending it with a big shot to left-center field and celebrate. Celebrating there at uh, what do they call it now? It used to be the Jake Jacobs Field, Progressive Field. Progressive, yeah. I think in Cleveland. Um, yeah, I mean that was that was playoff baseball though. The pitching, no one can score. Uh, we see that a lot in series, and probably not that surprising with those two teams. And you know, Saras
3: absolutely nailed it uh, when we had him on Thursday. He said that series is going to be really... If you like offense, that's going to be a tough one to watch. If you love pitching, I thought it was a great game, man. It was it was just trading zeros. And, and yeah, it's not the most exciting of, of games, but I put myself in...
2: Some people were saying, oh, they need to bring the the ghost runner into the playoffs. I liked it. I don't know. I feel like you got to earn it in the playoff you do. game. Getting on base is part of the game. Yeah, and it's and, really in, hard in to do. In the regular season, I'm willing to forego that in extra innings you had nine innings to win it but in the playoffs i don't think you can just take that part out of it the difficulty of getting that first guy on base to start a rally that's that's part of the game and you can't eliminate that in a postseason game No, no
3: you just can't you just can't and it was i thought that game was incredible you're right i did doze off a little bit too but i woke up and they were still playing ben so no harm no foul uh it was incredible Cardinals getting knocked out by the Phillies, I thought was, again, I I thought that was shocking.
2: And, well, they lost it on Friday when they blew the lead in the ninth inning. Six-run, ninth for the Phillies, was it, when they were down two to nothing, and it looked like the Cardinals were just going to pitch their way to a victory in game one. That changed everything. And then you had Aaron Nola, Austin's brother, in reserve for game two, and he was... He was dominant as well. You know, throw his pitching performance along with Musgrove and Castillo for the best of the wild card round, as they uh, they won two nothing and swept their series on Saturday.
3: Eight teams left, man. This is what it all comes down to. I don't think there's going to be uh, a person outside of the city limits that's given the Padres a chance to beat the Dodgers, but we'll see. What, we'll see how the layoff uh, affected them. I love I love being the team right now that's hot with guys that are unsung heroes of being that team going into that series against the Dodgers and frankly uh if you're going to beat the Dodgers ever that's
2: how you have to do it by the way uh getting ahead of myself because obviously you know beating the Dodgers is a tall task you begin with but with the results of all the other series with the Phillies winning still keeps alive the possibility the Padres could have home field advantage in the National League Championship Series if the Padres and Phillies both won and uh, with the Mariners winning, still keeps the possibility alive of the, a natural rivals Peoria-Arizona World Series between the Padres and the Mariners, which would be absolutely wild. There's only eight teams left now. There's just eight teams left. One of four in the National League is going. One of four in the American League is going to the World Series, and the Padres are one of those teams that still have a chance right now. A lot of fun. This is where, this is where it really gets fun. This is where the rubber meets the road. So uh, here's the schedule for the other games um, tomorrow. First game will be Phillies at Braves. What time? Uh, That's 10.07 a.m. right after our show wraps up. uh, Will be the first game of the uh, the Divisional Series. Then at 12.37, Mariners at Astros. Game 1 in Houston. I know the Astros have already announced that uh, Justin Verlander will start in Game 1. And then the third game will be Guardians at Yankees at 4.37 p.m. And I know Garrett Cole... Has, uh, has been announced as the starter for that game. Not sure if uh, any of the other starters have been officially announced. Uh, we do know it's going to be Mike Clevenger in Game 1 for the Padres at 6.37 tomorrow. I have yet to see whether the Dodgers are going with Kershaw or Urias. Would probably be one of those two, you would think, in Game 1. Probably Kershaw. But not necessarily. I mean, they just saw what happened when Max Scherzer lost Game 1 to the Padres. Do the Dodgers want to go down that road, or do they want to go... With the guy who really was their best pitcher, their well, best starter, and he is—I I know
3: Kershaw's record against the Padres over his career is astoundingly great. Um, that being said, your best pitcher is Julio Arias, and he is probably he could win a Cy Young. He's up there. I mean, he's he a year, he dominated, he the, Padres dominated the Padres all year. All year. So
2: I, if I, if it was me, I'd pitch Urias in the first. Same. Game against I mean, the Padres.
3: all day, every day, I would pitch Urias to start. Uh, but Dave Robert likes a moment. He loves going
2: for the moment, so we'll see what happens. I, I Plus, he knows he's not going up against one of the Padres' big three pitchers correct. in game one. Well, so
3: maybe that maybe that changes his logic a little bit. Like, if you want to gamble, it's a five-game series, right? So I, it's not much of a gamble because it's not like Kershaw is not good, right? It's He's good. He's still a really good pitcher. You're like, they're throwing Clev, who's their four. We can throw our... Two slash three against them, and it may not may not be a bad gamble if you're Dave Roberts. Uh, If
2: it does blow up, though, people will
3: question that. It's a
2: little different in a best of five series than a a best of three. You lose game one, toast, and all of a sudden you're you're two to one against you to come back and win that series. So the best of five is a little different. I mean, even if the Dodgers did lose game one, I don't think they're going. Oh, we're we're toast now. I mean, we got to win three of the next four. They win three of four. Pretty much every four games, you know, all days season days a a week. long. Yeah, they, they, they nearly week. won three out of four all season long. It wasn't quite yeah, a 750 winning percentage. but is
1: huge for the Padres because the Dodgers, they get to set their rotation however they want. They are more than rested. Padres don't quite have that luxury. If you're able to sneak in there with Clevenger in game one and take game one, then you go back to the top. Darvish is ready to roll, and after that, Musgrove or Snell, however you want to go, game three and four, they're both fully rested. Like, all of a sudden, backs are against the ropes already. Uh, According to uh,
2: the UT, it looks like it'll be Musgrove on regular rest in game three. Darvish in game two, Musgrove in game three at Petco Park (sighs) on Friday night. Come on, I mean, come on. And then it would be Snell, presumably, in game four of the series.
3: We got to get there you know you got to yeah. get to game 4 you got to figure out a way to sneak one win in LA um i like our chances to to do that i do i i just i'm confident in how this team is playing uh, i'm not going to run mouth i'm not going to run mouth at all i i'm this is both teams are very deserving of where they are at this point benny but i just keep going back to what our buddy miserable padre fan said when he called in on friday night why not us why not us and i think the guys are feeling that uh, exact same thing they're loose they're having fun and uh, guys are getting it done across the board. I mean, again, think about, think about the, the, the opportunities that some of our superstars have had over the weekend to deliver the big hit, the clutch hit. Uh, and it didn't happen. Think about Jake Cronenworth in a massive slide right now. But it doesn't matter, man. we still got two wins against a 100-win team with the likes of Trent Grisham, Austin Nola, Will Myers playing an outstanding first base, uh, f- phenomenal
2: pitching. This is that team, man. We are that team. We are that team. All right, we've given you our thoughts. We've heard from guests on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall, Chevrolet Find New Roads. We've talked about some of the other games. Let's hear from you, Tier Ones, Padres fans. Uh, it's your show now. Your phone lines are open at 833 288 0973. Give us a call. Let's celebrate the win. Let's look ahead to the Dodger series. Give us your thoughts. We got some time coming up here, so this is a great chance to get in. Get your thoughts known with us. 833 288 0973. We're back with more Ben Woods after a check of traffic here on 973 The Fan.
3: Begin to play this
1: song, it just naturally came on. Oh, this is Pete Alonso's. I heard this
2: song.
1: so many times like, hey.
2: yeah, I love this. A couple song.
1: people like, guys, no more, no more rush.
2: You know, we talked last week. I said the key is containing Pete Alonso. And in the one game he homered, the Mets won, and the two games the Padres contained Pete Alonso, they lost. Although he did get the one hit, if not for Pete Alonso, yeah. we may be talking about what is it, the second? Third third no-hitter in postseason history. You had Don Larson. You had Roy Halliday, And you might have had Joe Musgrove. Would have been interesting to see if Bob Melvin would have left him in. No, you got more to play for it than a, than a sure. no uh, He had... He was at 85, 85 pitches through seven innings. I thought he might come back in the yeah. eighth. And then Suarez, by the way, unsung, just... Oh, my God. Was just electric. Shut up, shut up, shut up,
3: shut up. Shut up. I mean, if you can get through four innings of Clev, how about that guy on tomorrow? You get through four innings of Clev, keeping keeping you in the ball game, four to five innings max.
2: I mean, the Mets were probably going. Whew, I'm glad they're bringing in Hater now in the night because <laughs> no, don't want to be Suarez again. Nice to see Hater get a little action
3: yesterday. You know, he looks sharp. So I don't know, man. We're already I'm 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 excited to move on uh, past the Mets because there's so much business. Uh, in front of us Ben and obviously I want to talk to some tier ones too and they've been jamming the phone line. yeah let's
2: all let, morning let's get out to some calls uh let's go to Keith you're first up here with Ben and Woods on a playoff victory Monday good morning Keith
4: how you fellas doing, doing really good. good
2: how you doing Keith
4: I'm doing awesome you know I'm really excited about this actually it seems that uh the national <clears throat> uh, grandstand doesn't want to give San Diego any respect no. but you know we took it to the Mets and made it
3: <clears throat> made it apparent that we, we were here for
4: or run but you know
3: one thing I wanted to bring up was uh was Tatis actually I was I was curious I heard over I think either Benner Woods or on Scraby's show but um are our play are the playoff games that we're mi- that he's missing being counted towards his suspension the answer is a resounding
2: yes they are and I believe tack three more at least is that is it three? So so now so it was going to be at a minimum of two and a maximum of twenty two. I so said that already last week. Six. So now it's been three and they have to play at least three more. So, so it's six. a minimum of six. And Woodsy, you were telling me this morning yeah, that didn't... that actually is a significant Woo! number next year.
3: Man, it's huge. Um, it's huge
2: because now.
3: He'll be ready to play in the Mexico City series, which is unbelievable.
2: He was going to still be under suspension if the Padres missed the playoffs or gotten knocked out by the Mets, but now take off six games if he's healthy. If his shoulder remember shoulder surgery, he's got to be recovered. But if he is, the suspension will be over in time for that series right at the end of April. Yeah, if he's
3: healthy, if he's healthy and ready to go, he, he can play a full in the spring series.
1: training. Yep, I mean. Not that anybody really cares, but there are executives all
3: over Major League Baseball Calibating. very happy about uh, that. Led by number one himself, Eric Grupner, I'm sure is elated uh, this morning. Not only because the boys are winning and took a series from the Mets, but that's such an important. He's obviously going. He's such an important piece of this team moving forward, and uh, you certainly miss him. Um, miss seeing him. Miss the electricity that he brings. The boys are doing it without him though, right now, and that's going to continue. Uh, but for next year, yeah, to look ahead a little bit, yeah, you've already shaved six games off of his suspension.
2: You know, they talked a lot about Tetis not being there, the national broadcast. Although I, I think it was, um, it might have been Carl Ravitch who brought up. Remember, the the Braves did it without Acuna. Oh yeah, last year, maybe some parallels there to what Atlanta did. Keith, thank you for the call. Good question as well. Let's go to Sam in Del Mar. You're next up with Ben and Woods. Good morning, Sam. Good
1: morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Doing well, man. Unreal, right?
2: Yes, unreal. like
1: absolutely unreal. Just still riding that high. Robert Suarez looks like a completely different pitcher yesterday. Yep. I, I don't think I saw or even knew that he really, really
3: had that in him. Yeah, he's a dog.
2: He's he's, he's, got it. he's now the eighth inning guy. He's the he's become the setup guy. It was always as it Pierce Johnson, Is it Luis Garcia. At this moment in time, at least, Bob Melvin going forward, you figure he's your highest leverage non-closer. For the Padres.
1: As pumping 100, hundred, eighth inning, ninth inning, I mean, good luck to anybody who has to face them. But I just really wanted to lay out to my brother, my actual brother, who lives in New York, huge Padres fan, did not even get to go to one of those three games. Oh, I was just man. blown away. I, I, I gave him so much crap it was it was embarrassing as a brother as a Padre fan that he couldn't get to one of them it just it it
3: broke my heart well he wasn't the only New Yorker that didn't go to the games uh I did see yesterday game was not a sellout no in a do do or die elimination game your team won 100 games for you uh you didn't sell out City Field which again I am I'm pretty shocked I'm I'm gonna go out
2: on a limb and say Padres Dodgers at Petco Park this weekend will uh Will in fact be a sellout. Both both games,
5: yeah. If I'd they play so. them,
2: will will actually be sold out at Pico Park. I'd would say so. <laughs> Since they sold out what twenty three, some odd games during the regular season, I'm guessing they're gonna they're gonna be a tough ticket to come by this weekend at Petco Park. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised by that too. I mean, it seemed like the Mets fans were into it.
3: They were for a time, you know. And they got taken out of it pretty quick. But I, I, I'm blown away. Yeah, do or die. You don't show up and pack that place? That's pretty
2: nuts. Let's go down to Frank. You are next up with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan.
1: How are you doing? Hi. Hi, Frank. Hi. I'm trying to find out why aren't they going to electronic
0: pitching? I mean, electronic strikes.
3: Like, uh, uh, like an umpire? Like the uh, I, you robot know, I,
0: umps?
2: I think that with all the changes coming in to baseball next year, rule changes like the pitch clock the bigger bases, the shift, I maybe it's just too much. To, I mean, it's already a lot of changes for one season. I wouldn't be shocked, though, if in 2024 that they brought in some element of electronic pitch, whether it's a full, you know, automated strike zone or whether it's some sort of challenge system where you get, like, just a couple of quick ones a game, like tennis lines. Yeah. You know, where they, I mean, it, took, it takes literally – three seconds to challenge an in or so an out. Good
1: too, and you man. feel
2: hey, hey we got three challenges per whatever game or whatever one per in whatever you want and if you really think a pitch was called poorly the manager just quickly pushes a button or raises his hand and two seconds later oh that was called a ball it was actually a strike and go to a system like that while still having the human element of the umpires calling the games
3: as i've said a billion times before You walk into any casino, whether it be Seven Mile, whether it be the Bellagio in Vegas, Ben, there's seven billion cameras that can look down and see a guy, you know, switching a card or stealing a chip. There's got to be a way for eye-in-the-sky type scenes over a baseball field to figure out if it was a ball or if it was a strike. I'll tell you, some of the uh, replays, too, over the weekend I found very interesting – There were some of those plays where, like, the sun was shadowing it so bad, you couldn't see if a guy's foot was actually on the bag when he went to stretch. Like, oh, no, he pulled his foot. But the shadows, the angles, it still feels archaic. Like, even some of the replays are like, "Ah," you see the guys, like, throwing their hands up going, well, not enough to overturn. And now one team loses a challenge. It's very, very suspect how they even do it now. Both
2: teams had a challenge at first base. Uh, One, the the Padres' way was inconclusive that his foot was or was not touching the bag. Uh, Another one went the Mets way. Uh, I think it was pointed out as well. With bigger bases, those bang-bang plays, remember, all it is like that quarter of a step, step. you might be to the base a little quicker, might change things a little bit next year. All right, bottom of the hour, uh, phone lines continue to be jammed. 833-288-0973. I do want to talk a little bit more about Saturday's game. I know it's not the the fun one of the weekend, but it's still important for the Padres going forward that we give that... It's due. Still had a chance to win that game. They did. They know? absolutely did. So we'll do that coming up. A reminder, uh, football season here, don't make stupid bets. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game. Finds you the most profitable opportunities, NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, and more. Visit BetQL.com or download the BetQL app today. And back with more Ben and Woods after this on 97.3 The Fan.
6: And the Spiders from ours, they've played in- but made it too far. Became the special man. Then we
5: were sick as fat.
0: really sad. Screwed up eyes and screwed down hair, too. Like some cat from Japan. He could let come by smiling. He
5: could leave- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
3: I'm f-ing sick of this offense. First of all, why
0: the f*** does Trent Grisham play like Prime Barry Bonds against us? He's f***ing ass! Batting 180! But when we play him, he decides to turn into
3: judge on steroids! <laughs> Running around, making diving catches, f***ing Scherzer and DeGrom... Can't, bro. All our pitchers bro. suck. We go all for a thousand every
5: night with runners in scoring position. Doesn't help when you have this fat slob at DH, Whoa. Nito at catcher, who's a free f-ing out. <laughs> fat, obese
0: slob, useless. We're really bad at losing the wild card series. I'm
1: just done. I can't watch this pathetic offense, f-ing pitching, f-ing fraudulent ass team. Yeah, peace, peace to the s***. Sh- team, because I'm going to bed, and I'm done. I'm moving on to the Yankees.
5: <laughs> ah, wow.
2: Met fan in shambles. If it makes him feel any better, the Mets only went 0 for 2 with runners in scoring <laughs> position last night. Not 0 for 1,000. Just 0 for 2, because they couldn't even get a runner into scoring position most of the night. Wow, taking, or a runner on base. Taking personal shots at Dan Vogel back. Vogel snatch. It's a big fella. He is. big fella. Padres contained him nicely during the series. Uh, Contained, yeah, most of the Mets fairly well, other than on on Saturday. I do want to talk a little bit about Saturday night's game. Uh, We'll get to that and more of your phone calls at 833-288-0973 right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Honestly, Wood Saturday provided one of my favorite moments of the series, even though the Padres lost the game. Uh, Trent Grisham going deep. Off Jacob DeGrom, staggering for his second home run in his many games in the series. It was um, it was a pivotal home run for a few reasons. Not that it turned around the game, uh, the Padres did. You know they tied it at one with that home run in the third inning. Mets went back ahead. Then the Padres tied it at two. The Mets went back ahead on the Alonzo home run. It was to me that was the most playoff like game. At least for the first you know five or six innings, you just scratch it one run. However, you can get it a home run. A ball off a pitcher's leg, whatever. You're just scratching across runs. But uh, Jacob DeGrom actually totally changed the way he was pitching against the Padres after that uh, home run by Trent Grisham. Really started throwing a lot more sliders in instead of fastballs. Uh, Just, I don't know if he felt like he wasn't, you know, getting the kind of movement or kind of command that he wanted, but the Grisham home run actually seemed to change his strategy going forward in that game and uh, may have ended up being the difference for the Mets in that game as he ended up going six innings and allowing just uh, one other run. Yeah, um,
3: I was going to say, you know, Blake, I want to talk about Blake Snell too, um, who started that game and you know, proof that I'm a moron, uh, I had said you know earlier, hey, let's let's maybe since you won game one, let's try it let's go Musgrove in game two. Now, if the Mets find a way to beat Musgrove didn't look like they were going to uh maybe that would have worked out in our favor and Blake Snell takes the ball in l a on Tuesday. That being said, I don't know that you can have Blake Snell as your lockdown. Got to got to win a game, right? I, I just don't think he's efficient enough. And again, his stuff was there, his stuff played, but he walked six batters, Ben. And you just cannot, cannot have that, especially when you're going up against a Degrom. He wriggled out of some trouble, sure, but man, you just that that was a Blake Snell we hadn't seen in a while.
2: As a couple of big Blake Snell fans, it was it was tough to watch and disappointing. His fastball command had been so good. Yeah, yeah. The second half of the season just got away, and then it just seemed not, not like hugely away. No, no, just 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 enough. Yeah, just a a few inches off the plate. Just enough to make you frustrated. And the Mets give the Mets credit; they were fouling off a lot of pitches. Wasn't just Blake Snell. Adrian Morejon had almost the exact same problem. Maybe it's something you know, lefties against those Mets batters that uh, they got some pesky guys like Canna you know, who were able to to foul off a lot of pitches and drive up pitch counts. I mean, Mora Hone's inning was just torturous. Uh, threw 29 pitches, did not get a single out, gave up two walks, two hits, uh, full counts on everybody. I mean, it's hard to throw as many pitches as he did. I think he was at 28 pitches. Had yet get to allow either a, a run or get an out in that inning. It was just pitch after pitch after pitch. And, I mean, he was close. I mean, he was... You know he was in a one swing an inch away from from having a pretty decent inning, but it ended up being the inning that that got away from the Padres in that game and, and let the Mets uh, put a little distance. And even after that, the Padres fought back in the ninth to bring the tying run to the plate. Yep. Uh, worked Ottavino, you, know, you know, probably out of Sunday's game. I'll take your word I for it. Don't know that it would have made a difference, but but I think it's important what they did in the ninth inning on Saturday to to force another pitcher into the game, drive up some pitch counts. That's the kind of work that uh, you know has a carryover effect to the next day, and it turned out I think it very much did. Yeah, very much did. Uh, but yeah, I think I think what you're going to
3: see now moving forward, I... Morajon has such good stuff, but I just don't know how you're going to go to him, Ben. He's got a nine ERA in September in uh, seven appearances. Who do you go to That's though? The
2: thing after Clevenger in Game One. Let's say Clevenger gives you five Martinez good innings. Nicky Martinez. You go like righty, righty then.
3: But it, and and it, it's also it's also matchup dependent.
2: It it is you like to you like to go with a lefty after a righty, you know, because obviously the Dodgers will probably stack more of their sure. lineups with lefties against Clevenger. Um, so maybe it's just Tim okay. Hill, you know, coming in for yeah. an inning after that. We didn't did we see we didn't see Tim Hill at all in that series no, against that the Mets. Recall. Did he go? Did he go Friday? Did he go on Friday? If I if I am sorry if I missed that. No, that no, was just Darvish, Suarez, Garcia. So no Tim Hill at all in that series. He was on the roster but did not pitch. Would be interesting if he ended well, up being fresh. the first person out of the bullpen on Tuesday. Um, you know, I would have said Mora Holm would be a perfect piggyback with Clevenger if he was throwing like he was about a month and a half ago. But it just hasn't quite been the same over this last few weeks for Holm. Don't you
1: think Manaya would probably be one of your guys? Manaya
2: could be the guy. After Cleve? T- how much do you trust him? He he looked decent against the Dodgers. What one run and. In that last outing against the Dodgers, just go all out, forgive me two two all out innings against the Dodgers yeah. on Tuesday possibly. Found that slider a little bit. Again, so happy it's not me that has
3: to make these decisions.
2: <laughs> Clevin Manaya I, I think if we had told you that Padres were going with Clev and Mania like three weeks ago in game one yeah. against the Dodgers, you would have thought, What? Why
3: do I feel what like is can, going why on? do I feel like now after that series
2: we can win that game? Like I, we can win that game no
3: problem. So um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to trust uh, the guys that have gotten us here. I'm already seeing people. Hey, we got to get get Cronenworth out of there. No, you don't. You, you ride with Jake Cronenworth, uh, just like you rode with Trent Grisham, and it's paid off. You ride with Crony. I know he's bummed he didn't get a knock in that series at all. But look, you just took two or three from the Mets without Cronenworth doing anything at all
2: offensively. But the defense plays. I, what about Drury? Then is he? I think Will Myers obviously has to be in there. For his defense and against well, the so, Dodgers, you know, throw a lot of lefties at so you. So you're going
3: to have at least... I mean, they got three lefty starters, right? Right. They got Anderson, so where they got do you, Kershaw. So, I mean, Drury's so good against he's lefties. He's so good against lefties. Is he or and D.H.? So is, does, does Josh Bell sit? And so is Myers. Myers is, what are Bell splits lefty and righty?
2: That's a good question. Um, after the huge home I run do, that he hit, let me see. I do
3: feel like Drury needs to be in the lineup more. Uh, but I don't know if I sacrifice so, uh, Crowley and second Versus...
2: Then. So he hits slightly better against lefties. He has a uh, 276 average and an 816 OPS uh, batting right handed against lefties. That's pretty good. 261 with a 768 OPS against righties. So not a huge difference, but he does hit lefties better. So who do you leave out of the lineup assuming the Dodgers are going with a lefty, which is almost certainly the case? They're, what, their best three options are all left handed? I mean, you may see lefties in the first three games of the series, right? Anderson, Crosby, Urias, Kershaw, Urias yeah. yeah. So I mean, you're going to get a lot of righties. You should see a lot of Blake Snell. Got to have Brandon Drury in there somewhere. I mean, he could play second for Crony, but you're giving up defense if they do that. You're
3: giving up a. In my opinion, you're giving up a lot of defense. But when you're when it comes to the Dodgers, like you got to beat and then, them, man. You need to out. And then what do you do with him?
2: Trent Grisham if all they face is lefties? <sighs> and you just had Trent Grisham dominate in that series, but hasn't been playing against. I mean. He wasn't playing even against righties at a certain point, but he barely has touched a bat against a lefty in the last two, three months. I mean, it's always been a Zokar. I I but want, how could you not play Grisham in this series? But
3: again, you know, I, I do want my best defense out there. I do. I want my best defense out there. Uh, so I think for me, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. I mean, you, and for me, my best defense has Will Myers at first base, period. So Will's in. If it's me, Will Myers, bro, you're not getting another day off. You're not. Like, you're our first baseman going forward uh, until this season is over. Like, that's just I mean, the Padres' best be.
2: defensive team is pretty clear.
3: It's Cronenworth at, f- at second, it's Myers at first, it's Kim, it's Manny, it's Profar, it's Grisham, it's Soto, and it's Nola.
2: Yeah, that's I, think, it. I, th- I don't think there's any other way to so, stack it. I mean, I guess you could put Azokar in right as your best defensive and sure. put Soto as if you really were just going all defense and make Soto your DH, but I don't think that's going to happen. But
3: even you know, even that. So now, what you're deciding is, who's going to be our DH? Is it going to be Josh Bell, who again hits lefties pretty well? Is it going to be Brandon Drury, who hits lefties really well? Maybe Drury is my DH, and I can just get Bell in and pinch hit, and it makes your it
2: makes your bench very deep. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think that might be the way to go. At least in game one. Game one. Keep Grisham out there for defense. I mean, expectations are going to be through the roof. Know that. Trent Grisham against a lefty. That's a tough matchup. But we know he
3: can play in Kershaw because what was your reaction
2: yeah. to his Grisham's reaction, reaction on that That's home point. run? That's a good point. All right, let's go back out to the phone lines. 833-288-0973. Also, don't forget, never miss a moment from the fan again with the free Odyssey app. Download podcasts from your favorite talk shows. Listen whenever and wherever works best for you.
1: What was your reaction to Grisham's reaction to his home run?
2: We had a lot of Grissom's, a lot of Grissom's over the weekend. Home
5: runs from Bell, from Grissom. Who's Grissom?
2: That was Buster. Mm-hmm. And we still haven't found who. Who had one yesterday? Cone. Yeah, David had one Cone yesterday had one. that we're trying to find as well. Uh, let's go to uh, Josh. Uh, you were next up with Ben and Woods on ninety-seven-three. The Fan.
6: Hey, what's up, fellas? How Happy Monday.
2: Hey, you too, bud.
6: Two things. First, I'd like to apologize to all the San Diego Zoo staff. For the crazy Padre fans screaming on the top of his lungs when we took it yesterday.
2: Were you disturbing the uh, the chimpanzees? Disturbing the peace? Not good.
6: Yeah, yeah. And second, I want to give some props to Grissom because I feel like he's been food all season. And he came to ball today or last week.
3: He sure did
6: he showed up and I'm proud of I'm proud that he's a padre. That's
3: I I said it yes this morning, I said I want to just give the dude a hug. I do because you're talking about much maligned He's about as maligned as any human being I've ever seen uh, as far as baseball goes.
2: I think it was Tommy Pham who had the great quote, I am proud of myself. Proud of myself. But I feel like Trent Grisham could could drop that one as well. And he should be. That series. I am proud of myself God, was, uh, for what I did in that series. He was so good. All right, uh, careful around those zoo animals, Josh. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to uh, Jamie Chula Vista. You're next up with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan.
6: Hey guys, um, our our boys came out to play. Took it to the Mets. Um, you know, game one and game three. This is the kind of pottery baseball we need consistently. Game two was, eh, you know, kind of iffy, but we were still in it. I was beside myself when they. I mean, talk about reach trying to get Musgrove, get him out of his out of his zone. Yep, as good as he was pitching. You know, like everybody said you better know what the hell you're doing and what you're talking about if you're coming out to do that. Like, that is such a bad look for the Mets. I don't know what the heck they were thinking. And it just made Musgrove even even hungrier to just finish that off. I mean, it, that was classic. Um, the way last night played out with having him pitch game three, the way he pitched, the way the guys came out. And we haven't even seen, you know, Jake do anything at this point. Manny, yeah, he he got his home home running he got
3: a, a... Got a knock yesterday. yesterday.
6: Yep. He hasn't even gotten hot yet. Can Correct. you imagine him getting hot
3: against L.A.? And same with Soto. You know, Soto had a couple of hits on Saturday. He had a big, big, you know, uh, big hit yesterday. But, again, you're not seeing this massive slug from him. Um, you, you, you nailed it. That bunt? The bunt? Well, I, I thought the bunt was phenomenal. I mean, you want to catch him unaware, dude. I thought that was brilliant.
2: Do you think there's any carryover? So I just looked ahead. Second week of the season next year. April 10th. 11th and 12th Padres go back to City Field to face the Mets oh it's going to be electric yeah it's going to be electric but is there any payback for Buck Showalter's antics I mean would you want to be going up against Joe Musgrove if you're a Mets batter in one of those games will the Padres find a way to you know send a message I'm glad he didn't in that series not last night I know know. I'm glad
6: he he
3: didn't last night (laughs) Uh, because Trent Grisham wearing 96 in the back, that didn't make me very happy at all. You have to put your head down and move past that and just go out and collect outs. But, man, I was, not, I was none too pleased about. Didn't really like Pete the Polar Bear's elbow to the back of, Trent, of uh, Jerks and Profar as well. Uh, I mean, really, really Bush League-type stuff from the Mets. That's to be expected when you absolutely soil yourself and blow a 10-and-a-half game lead. You start to cry. You start to get panicked. And, uh, listen... Business starts, though, right now. This is when business starts. You go want to know tomorrow, Ben. That's what you do.
2: Want to know. Just got this email, and uh, I get these a lot, so we'll, I'll take it for what it's worth. But uh, the folks at gametime.co say that uh, tickets for the Padres Dodgers game at Petco Park on Friday, that fans are in for some sticker shock. The leading app site for last minute tickets say. They start at three hundred and five dollars per seat, with the most expensive seats going for one thousand three hundred and sixty-seven dollars for it. Game Three of the NLDS. Worth it? Absolutely worth it. That's uh, for a Padres game, though. That is some; uh, those are some sky-high prices. That tells you how uh, how excited Padres fans are, and also I think how hard it will be for Dodgers fans to get in. They may have been used to getting into Petco Park and getting their fans in. I think it's going to be very difficult for this game for them to get in.
1: If you're interested, just went on StubHub. Probably, you know, you're going to have your best chance, honestly, just going to the secondhand market. Uh, tomorrow night, cheapest ticket at Dodger Stadium is $71. Wednesday, the cheapest ticket right now is $64.
2: They have a few Friday more nosebleeds night. at Dodger Stadium seats than we do, but is it because of all the fights?
1: Friday night's game three oh, at Petco the Park, seats. cheapest ticket one hundred and ninety eight dollars.
2: All right, well, that's cheaper than these guys said was the cheapest ticket. At least so,
1: almost what is it, almost four times.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be harder to get into Petco Park than it will be into Dodger. Stadium. Calling in some favors this week, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Woods has uh, he doesn't usually do that, but he has the is he the open call out. Woods doesn't got- want Woods doesn't want to sit in the press box. Is what he's saying. Oh yeah, no, that's not <laughs> happening. You shan't be seeing me in the press box. You can just walk around
1: with your credential yes, even if you I didn't will have be a seat. Walking around, sitting Woods on <laughs> a button-down shirt, sitting
3: on, on his laps.
2: Laptop. <laughs> yeah, you mind if I squeeze in, sit on your lap? If a tier one wants to let Woods sit on their lap for the game, let us know. That'd be a great bit. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Great Back. Bit. Final hour of Ben and Woods coming up on 97.3 The fan.